In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In holy baptism, Corrine was clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covered all her sin. St. Paul says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Old Testament lesson is from Isaiah, the 25th chapter. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined, And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm for today is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and you're coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The epistle lesson is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. To him be glory and power forever. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. God has made us his people through our baptism into Christ. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And a lovely thing that I had for this sermon and for this funeral was that we were uh, had the records, and we knew that Corrine's uh, confirmation verse was Philippians 4, 8 through 9, uh, the verse that her pastor gave her when she was confirmed to kind of guide her life, and now we use it here as a subject matter for her funeral sermon. And it goes like this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. It's a great verse. To Mirth, Brian, and Julie, Diane, and Larry, to Jonathan, and Ashley, Megan, David, Jenny, Dan, and Mackenzie, to the Great-grandchildren, to all the friends and loved ones, may express my deepest sympathies at this difficult time from myself and from Corrine's church family. 
our Redeemer. Corrine was a kind and concerned woman. She was one of my favorite visits because she was a person who knew how to listen. And in so listening, she made you feel hurt and accepted. Sometimes the difficulties of my vocation made me long for someone to talk to, and oftentimes that person was Corrine. I knew that her ears were a grave, but her heart was sincere in its care and concern. I considered her a friend. I imagine many of you did as well. She led an interesting life. After getting married to the love of her life, Charlie, she was a reporter for the local paper, wrote many human interest stories. Don't know if you do that, but that's there's a bunch of the stories there in a binder in the back. Uh, and then not only that, but she went back to school late in life, got her social work degree, and worked as a social worker with a special interest towards families who were suffering from Huntington's disease. And, of course, very much like her, she had a personal interest in this issue because she knew someone and she wanted to help them. We did some digging into her past as we sat down with the, brother, with the children and best as we can figure, the way that she grew up, a premium was placed on being connected, on being family. Yeah, She stayed in touch with many family members, as I'm told, uh, cousins, nephews, third cousins, all kinds of people. You know, I always wondered too, like very often, Karina had a cell phone and I would call her cell phone to try to schedule a visit with her and the thing was always busy. The line was always busy. I never got through to her and now I know why. She was on the phone talking to probably, I, I've, I've probably had maybe 10 or 12 of you come up to me and say, people from my congregation, Pastor Shane mentioned before service, uh, Karina used to call me, we used to have long conversations all the time. Like, I, I don't know how many people have told me that already. Um, she put other people's needs before her own. She was a gem, and I will miss her. I'm sure all of you will too. It's strange then that we are here, for if anyone deserved by human standards at least a few more years to live, it was Kareem. Truth be told, I don't think she would have taken those years even if he would have offered them to her. She missed Charlie, and more importantly, she wanted to see Jesus. Corrine, along with being a kind, compassionate person, was also someone who valued the sacrament. She loved the Word of God, and she thought about her baptism often. We would talk about our baptisms together. She was a firm believer in Christ. There is nothing I love more than to go to God's people, give them God's gifts, and the people that I go to desire to receive them. And that was absolutely who Corrine was. We would often talk about the real plan of God. Corrine was very aware of her sinfulness, getting to the question of why we're here today. Sin doesn't always look like we might think. You know, from all exterior views, you know, it might seem like we could make a case that maybe Karina is someone who doesn't have sin, but I don't think, she, I don't think, I know she would have said the opposite. She knew she was a sinner, and she knew that she needed a savior. Sin infects us all, and it causes all sorts of problems. You know, anger, sadness, despair, 
jealousy. It causes outward problems of disease, injury, even death. While it may be hard to swallow, we must admit, because Corrine would have willingly done so. We often, uh, in her latter years, uh, the latter last two or three years, we go through an order of confession where I would simply uh, ask questions. Uh, do you believe that you are a sinner? And she would say, yes, I do. She always, she always say it like that. Do you believe that you are uh, uh, sinful uh, by the things you've done and by the things you've left undone? Yes, I do. She would answer every one of them like that. You know, she knew exactly the situation. We have to admit that Corrine, uh, for as good of a person as she was and lovely and wonderful to spend time with, she was a sinner just like everybody else, like all of us and like me. We are here for a funeral today because of sin. Adam and Eve brought sin to all mankind. Kareen was born into this sin, and as much good as she was able to do, as she was able to do her whole life, she also committed sin her whole life, and she could not save herself. I knew firsthand Corrine's faith. She clung to Jesus Christ as her Savior and her Redeemer. She knew that Christ had come to be the second Adam. Where the first Adam had brought sin and death, Christ brings forgiveness and life. Christ lived a perfect life. And then through the waters of baptism... Christ gave Corrine and all who are baptized that perfect righteousness. She took on Christ's righteousness, and in that great exchange, he, Christ, took her sin on the cross and paid for it all. Suffering, pain, and torture was the payment, and it's beyond our imagination. It wasn't just that. Christ rose from the dead, and in so doing, he blazed a path out of hell for Corrine. She is not dead. She lives forevermore in the heavenly realms, beyond all perception and imagination. She is there with Christ, celebrating the marriage feast of the Lamb with no end. She lives. There is more. This is not the last time we will see this body. No, on the last day, Christ will raise up all flesh to live in a new heavens and a new earth. Those who have trusted and believed and clung to Jesus Christ will be risen up to life everlasting. And there she, along with many of us, will serve him and worship him forever in eternity, made perfect. She will run, skip, jump, and play. She will love as she has always done. I mention all of these things today because of Corrine's confirmation verse. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. 
I imagine in this difficult time, focusing on what Jesus has done for Corrine can bring us comfort. We'll think about these things. She is not dead. And her flesh will rise on the last day. Jesus has covered her sins and made her one of the saints in heaven in white robes. Thinking of these things at a time like this is good. Especially in our sadness as we have to say goodbye to someone, at least for a little while, who we love. I think that's what St. Paul is trying to say. In your darkest valleys... Lift up your eyes and look to Christ for your salvation and hope. I might take a page from Corrine to close. She always asked good questions. She always wanted to hear, and she always wanted to hear the answer. Now, unfortunately, we're in a situation where we can't all answer. It would be a cacophony of chaos. So rather, I'll ask, I'll try to ask a good question and maybe I'd have you think about it. Corrine desired nothing else than to return to her church home. We talk about it all the time. In fact, I threatened to her that I was going to remove the back two pews in the back of the church and put up a row of Barca loungers so that she could come and sit in church. And then, she, oh, Pastor, you're being crazy. She would say that. Yeah. She wanted so desperately to be here to hear the word of God preached, to receive the sacraments, to receive the gifts that God wants to give to his people. So, if you have been away from your church home for some time, what is it that is keeping you away? Did the pandemic throw your life into disarray? Do you have hurt feelings? Or do you hold grudges? against people at your church home? Do you think it's not important at all? I think that's a bad idea. Because Corrine certainly thought being in God's house and receiving his gifts was very important, and she was not stupid. In fact, she was one of the brightest people I ever knew. Asking questions as she did, but also showing concern. That was her way. So I say to you, as you ponder those questions, if it's been some time since you've been away from your home, go back. Be fed. It is very difficult to remain faithful to Jesus in the very best of circumstances. To try to remain faithful all by yourself is nearly impossible. Go home. Be fed by your God, both word and sacrament. In the meantime, extra, extra. Read all about it. Local woman lives fruitful life and remains faithful to Christ. She has received the crown of eternal life. And it's all written here in the book of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Let us pray to the Lord our God and Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. Almighty God, you have knit your chosen people together into one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and your peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and so pass with him through the gate of death and the grave to our joyful resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, give to the family of Kareen and to all who mourn in their grief a sure confidence in your loving care, that casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand, to believe and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our thanks for Corrine and for all the blessings you bestowed on her in this earthly life. Bring us at last to our heavenly home, that with her we may see you face to face in the joys of paradise. Lord, in your mercy. O God of all grace, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to bring life and immortality to light. We give you thanks that by his death he destroyed the power of death, and by his resurrection he opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Strengthen us in the confidence that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life, nor things present nor things to come, will be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, our shepherd, you gather the lambs of your flock into the arms of your mercy and bring them home. 
Comfort us with the certain hope of the resurrection to everlasting life and a joyful reunion with those we love who have died in the faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of the Lord. Amen.